Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Well, we have some good housekeeping news to start off with. Last week, we mentioned that our Instagram account was down or under construction, I believe was the terminology you used, but we do have an <laughs> yeah. update on that. Is that correct? Uh, it is no longer down. It is up, in fact. Yeah, I actually think by the time I went to publish the episode last Thursday, you had it back up already. Um, so I don't think it was down too, too long. But in the interest of keeping anyone updated that listened to last week's episode and was just dying to know the status of our Instagram, it's back. Yeah, it's I know. Back, baby. I know the followers are raging right now. So thank you. <laughs> Oh, I mean... Can't keep up with this social media. (laughs) I, you know, I should um, really consider getting a social media account and following, but I, it's it's funny because I like have openly multiple times on this podcast talked about the fact that I don't have social media accounts and I find it like mentally healthy not to have them. But then every week I'm like, but our Instagram, go ahead and follow it. So I'm really... uh, I don't know. I'm giving kind of contradictory advice. You're you're detached from it, which is which is good. Just like I'm detached yeah. from the editing part because I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, that's fair. But um, but yeah, I, I don't always feel like I uh, am one to then promote the Instagram properly. So it's it's probably a little bit on me on that regard. So sorry about that, boom. That's uh, okay. But. Moving on, I think we wanted to, before we hop into the topic today, I just want to acknowledge Serena Williams, the queen of tennis, has retired. She had her last uh, match this week. Good for her, you know? What's next for her? Chilling? She's done. I mean, (laughs) I did look up, so I was was like, let me look up some stats, because how many Grand Slam singles titles does she have? I don't quite remember. She has 23, by the way. I looked it up. Oh, I thought you were asking me. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) No, she has 23 Grand Slam singles, I think 10 runner-up singles, and that's not including doubles with her sister Venus, and then mixed gender because I think she's also played doubles with men's men before and won so I mean she just she basically holds every tennis record imaginable she has the most prize money ever won and this I found interesting she has 94 million that she's won just in prize money not in like you know sponsorships or any of her brands or that sort of thing and that is double what the second most person has. And the second most person is Venus, her sister. Oh, damn. Well. Yeah. It's dominant, Good to be a, right? to be a Williams. What can I say? So dominant. Um, but to your question about, like, <clears throat> what is she up to now or what's she going to do now? Um, I saw that she does those like uh, investments in like startup companies, right? And she's invested in like 30 different startup companies, I think, and has her own brands. Like she has her own tennis wear line and a bunch of other brands as well. I mean, so I think she's just going to continue to dominate the world, not just the tennis world, but like the world. That's that ambition that I don't have. I Because I would just go sit on the top of a mountain and I would be just done. <laughs> I'd be like, I've yeah. done it. I'm finished. Thank you. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though. That sounds like a very contentment Maybe you should do some of that. life. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so, I, you know, on to today's topic at hand, you know, what fuels us, what fills our soul? Creativity, right? Um, Caffeine. Talking about... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's true. Yes. Uh, caffeine is actually what does it, but creativity <laughs> is kind of there along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. It's fueled by caffeine and creativity. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we've talked about creativity a couple times before. We've never had an episode specifically about it, but it definitely pops up pretty regularly if you've listened to this podcast in the past. You and I both have talked about trying to get more in touch creatively with ourselves over the past year. It's been a little bit of a journey for both of us. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd just talk about it in full today. Um, not only our journeys, but just our a lot of thoughts on creativity, why we feel like it's important to us, ways we try to get inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking it back to our childhood to start us off, Marinella, would you say you were uh, always a creative person? Were you a creative kid? Yeah, I think I, I was a creative kid. Um... You know, I really enjoyed art, and I had a really good imagination, and I think that's probably one of the subjects I excelled in. Like, if you look back at my report cards, they all say, like, you know, great at music, great at art, but doesn't shut up. Things Those are my, like, attributes, but I think it was a good way to calm me down, I want to say, where everything else was just not up my alley. Math, reading, none of that. I was just straight up arts driven kid yeah I was definitely pretty artistic as a kid like very imaginative um I had like my little ponies and barbies and would act out like whole scenes I would come up with I drew I used to write stories I even did some poetry I mean not that any of this was like talent level poetry or short story writing I wasn't gonna win a Pulitzer but it was like I was was tapped into it for sure I enjoyed doing those things yeah how much um how much tv did you have in your house growing up um I mean I I remember watching it because my parents like worked kind of opposite shifts and I know there was like a time where my dad be like asleep and my mom would be not home from work and I think that's probably when I watched it but I was very, like, distracted still from the TV, so I still am. It doesn't hold me, unless it's something really, really good. Mm-hmm. I was, I was having this thought, wondering if kids today are just as imaginative and creative, or if playing on, you know, like the iPads or watching TV or any of those more technology-driven resources that are more prevalent now than when we were growing up like if that um makes them any less creative I don't know I was just curious if you had thoughts on it I think they just have a different outlet um my cousin's kid got very like into digital art like creating art Mm. on his iPad when he was like I don't know he was really young and I was just blown away by everything he did and it's pretty clear like he's gonna want to go into some kind of artistic like graphic design or like some kind of digital art situation because I think he's like 15 now and he's just like amazing at it but it started on like one of those little touch iPads 
Oh, wow. That's really cool. I guess I hadn't thought about that. It's not like kids can't be imaginative with technology. It probably just, yeah, manifests differently. Like you said, it's digital art versus yeah. like pen and paper art. I mean, they are still watching unboxing videos of kids' toys, which is shit. Like, that's... A, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. They want to watch... Well, like... I, I mean, I feel like that would be torture, like, to watch another kid open the gift that you want to get and, like, review oh, it yeah. and tell you if it's good or not. But I guess they're living vicariously through these other kids. Wow. Even though a lot of kids probably do get good stuff, they're just, like, mesmerized by seeing somebody else open a gift. Oh my gosh. Like I've seen the adult unboxing when people get like their subscription boxes or other things. And I know it's like a whole genre of like unboxing beauty products, unboxing books, whatever. Um, I had no idea that there were kids doing it for other kids. Man, talk about capitalism at its peak. These, and these kids are banking doing that shit. Their parents are like, yeah, open another one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I think I have some strong opinions about it because it does feel like you are um, exploiting your child uh, on a certain level. Like, I don't know how much is the kid's idea versus how much, like, the parents are exploiting them for Yeah, it could be that. Money, I don't know. But um, obviously, like, YouTube or all these platforms allow it. And I don't know. It's just kind of how I, – I had no idea that it had gone to that level. <laughs> The unboxing, I mean, had got to the level of unboxing children's toys. I'd, I'd like to see the opposite where a parent grabs a kid's toy and puts it back in the box and takes it back to the store. <laughs> Just like fucks up their whole day. Kind of like when they had the, like that like time where the Halloween candy was being taken away from kids. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. were so gold. Those videos were amazing. I know, right? Yeah, that... The, I... Anyway, so I do like totally some okay about torturing kids psychologically, but love the kids. Just like to see a little bit of parental rage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> have you? I don't know how we get back on subject here, so I'm just gonna do a 180 on us. Uh, did you? Do you find that you have maintained that childhood creativity you've had throughout your life, or did it? Wayne at any period of time were you ever less creative at a certain point I think I've been the least creative I've been probably in the last like five ten years mostly because of time like I don't have the time that I used to have like when I was working in restaurants I, I worked like a five-hour shift four times a week it was I had all the time in the world you know just to, to think about yeah. doing that type of stuff or like I'd have like the time where everybody else was working and I had the time to kind of enjoy and soak stuff up more whereas now like I'm working like a 12 hour day and I come home and I think about the things that I would creatively like to do but like right now I have a bunch of like photo frames that I put up here because I want to frame some photos and it's really sad because they're all just looking at me blank they're lined up perfectly, but oh, yeah, I just got to put the frame, the pictures in the frame. I just, you know, it's time for me. Well, I'm I, I mean, I cannot judge too much because as far as picture frames go, I have a similar project that is in mid development. I have the pictures I want printed 
Um, and I got the frames. I just need to do the act of like deciding how to lay them out on the wall and putting them actually, you know, hanging them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the, NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, I don't know, five, ten years ago, worked with a bunch of artists to imagine um, – what did they call it? Like visions of the future for space travel. So it's like all these remote planets we've discovered or suns or systems. And it imagines like in the future, if you could travel and visit it, what like what would be the exciting part of that planet? So, you know, like one of them they did as like a whole nightclub because it doesn't have a sun in the system. So it would be like you're at a nightclub all the time. And so like there are all these really cool retro feel. Mm -hmm. And anyways, they put them out for free. NASA put them out for free that you can go download them. I I forget exactly. I'll link it in the show notes. I think it's like visions of future space travel or something like that. The series of artwork is called. Um, But yeah, I've just been not... Which kind of actually leads me to one of the things I was going to say. I've lost a bit of creativity as well in my adult life. I think it probably started slowly around my teen years and just kept like more and more being a little less creative. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the the things with creativity is like I get in such a routine. Like I work, you know, I come home and if it's a night where I don't have like plans, It's like I make dinner, I sit down, I watch some TV, I, you know, pick up clean a little, maybe I read a book and then I'm off to bed. Um, And I feel like creativity takes a little bit of energy and effort. Yeah. And sometimes I'm not good at making the energy or effort at night because I'm like, oh, I had such a tough day, like I'm tired. But I always feel better after I do something creative it's almost like exercise or going for a walk like it takes energy but I always feel better after doing it mm-hmm. it's just like getting over that initial bump um and that's kind of where I when I find myself in creativity ruts that's like one of the things that holds me back is like putting in a little bit of effort especially on days where I'm just like stuck in my routine and not feeling like I have a lot of energy yeah, you kind of have to do it for you. Whereas I used to think like, like for my photography, I would think I'd have to like take a picture and show it to people to make sure it was good. But it's really like all the ones that you take that nobody sees and you kind of see your progress or you see something that, you know, another side of something that somebody else doesn't see. That's why I really like macro photography now where it's Ooh. like super super tight detail of something that you wouldn't normally look that closely at um Mm -hmm. so i got one of those lenses and it sat it sat around in my bag for quite some time before i actually used it but when i did i was like oh my god this is amazing what's an example of something that you would use the lens on or that you have used it on um i've used a lot on flowers because you're going to want to use it on something that's like super still but like mm-hmm. anything, like a like a drop of water, like you're never going to see anything that close up with like your eye. You're just not going to. But the macro just like it gets in there. And mine is just like, oh, it's kind of like a beginner one. But there are some if you look up like macro photography, there is some crazy detail on stuff that you just are like, you know, you would never have been able to see it. Wow. OK, well, I think you are. uh gonna need to 
use that lens and take some pictures to put up on our Instagram so okay. that people can see what you mean by it. Okay. I mean, and by I people, put, I, I mean put them on me. my Instagram, but I'll put them on the, on the prim and proper one too. Yeah, you definitely have to. I'd be very, I'm intrigued by this. It sounds, um, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like I've seen other people take pictures of things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to see by the naked eye. And it's like incredible. The, um, uh, like the clarity and and how like I don't know great the picture can be. I'm yeah. not using the correct or, or terms. Shi- or more like it shifts to me. It like shifts the focus to something that is like mm-hmm. typically pretty underappreciated. Maybe on like a flower where you just kind of look at the whole flower, whereas this will focus on something very very like specific one aspect. And yeah, yeah, huh. Well, one thing I did also want to mention about um, my loss of creativity, like I said, I feel like it started in high school and then throughout college and into adulthood. I mentioned the energy aspect, but I also think part of it is when I got into older grades in school, there was like so much pressure and focus on taking exams and doing well on them and then getting like uh, into a school and into a you know a major at that school that would then you know lead to some sort of a career opportunity on the other side and so I feel like there wasn't time or not time um, I feel like I wasn't encouraged to keep on being creative like that was almost mm-hmm. stifled out to you know stifled out of me a little bit by like the way the system is set up do you feel like that rings true for you too or not? Not really. As far as like college goes and, and all that? Yeah. Like high probably. school and college and even like your young professional career. Yeah. I mean, I went into for for college. I was in I was in newspaper journalism and there is mm-hmm. nothing more <laughs> uh I mean, you can be creative, but like at the time it was very like hard-hitting news like you couldn't use anything that seemed like it was leading in any way. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that all went out the door. Like, now you can turn on the news and you'd be like, I know specifically how that writer feels or that's mm-hmm. just gone. But at that time, it was just very <clears throat> straightforward. And I hated yeah. it. And I was told many times by, like, um, one of my professors, she's like, this is not for you, but finish it off, you know, get get this degree. And I'm like, yeah, you know. And then naturally, Gosh. I went into hospitality, where, uh, you know, creativity galore. Actually, there's a lot of people that go in hospitality that are into something creative, and they're just trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even the act of, you know, for people who are on the, the back house, like the cooking aspect of mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of creativity in cooking. Yeah. I mean, I watch the fact that you can have like all these successful, uh, you know, like Netflix shows and food. Like there is a network dedicated to food. You can't smell or taste that food. People are just watching it. Yeah. But there's yeah. like enough people who find like the creativity and the passion and watching other people prepare unique dishes that it's like an entire network of TV exists and functions around it. There's all these celebrity chefs. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of creativity in hospitality. Yeah, you kind of you kind of get to do whatever you want. I mean, even as like a server, you're just like 
you're pretty free. Nobody's telling you how to talk to the table, how to do any of that stuff. It's very... I mean, that's probably why I struggle a little bit now in a corporation where I'm like, don't fucking tell me how to do everything. I would like a little bit of interpretation <laughs> here. Um, and it's been an adjustment, so yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, like why is creativity important? And I looked up some ideas online about this and it kind of, it segues nicely into what you were saying about like, um, it's a way for us to express ourselves and our feelings, right? We're not like act this way, only say these things, right? Like it's a, it is a form of expression mm-hmm. and allowing us to get better in touch with yourself. But it sounds like that's something you notice as a drawback to the corporate world. Yeah, big time. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the, the work from home maybe has changed up whether or not people can be more creative because I mean, I've got coworkers that are working from home and they're like, they're on Instagram, they're sharing like their chakras and all this great stuff that they're doing throughout (laughs) the day that they could have never done in office. And I'm jealous. I'm like, I don't get to do any of this. (laughs) You know, like I'm kind of, still kind of in some kind of, you know, organized place. I feel like fashion as well is slowly... um, like broadening what is professional, especially if you work at a very conservative, like I think of a law firm being a very conservative environment. I mean, you still can't get away with out, you know, wearing a suit, typically a skirt suit, but I think women can wear pantsuits now. But another area that I feel like is very conservative is being a politician. And I feel like I see more women politicians with like a sense of style and bringing fashion into like how they express themselves. And uh, I read an article a couple of years ago on someone talking about Michelle Obama and how a lot, she uh, used a lot of unknown designers and wore a lot of unknown designers and specifically designers who were like women or people of color to try to like just, you know, draw some attention and use her influence as first lady. But she also, like, had a very, like, people followed her and she had a style and, like, those brands that she wore, people bought. And I don't know. I just felt like she was someone who found a way. And and Jackie Kennedy was another one who I feel like had style be a way of, like, showing their creativity and, like, a position where you're not normally, right? Like first lady of the president isn't, I don't think normally like a creative position. Yeah, I, I would say Hillary had some room to be a little bit more creative, but maybe she did later, but not while she yeah. was married to Bill. Hell no. Right. Well, you know what's interesting or about not, Hillary? She's still married to Bill, but when she was first lady is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about her is more so than Michelle or Jackie, she had ambitions like of her own you know like political ambitions of her own yeah and I wonder if she felt that pressure of like gotta wear like pantsuits and you know like not express myself too openly otherwise I might be seen as like too out of the box for a woman who wants to be president you know what I mean like I wonder if that also held her back her ambitions yeah maybe yeah I could see that because I just feel like 
if you're a woman and you want to be president and you wear like wacky clothes and have a wacky hairstyle, people <laughs> cannot. Like they just they can't. You have to again. It's like that wacky, corporate. Huh? You better yeah. Better look a certain way. You better talk a certain way. If you have any political ambitions as a woman, it feels like that. Yeah, definitely a double standard on that because I've, I mean, I've seen some pretty questionable <laughs> male politician <laughs> politicians uh, fashion. Yeah. So Bernie made maybe one of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Um, so why else would you say creativity is important to you? Uh, I think it's a stress reliever. I just think like, you know, especially if you do something like really analytical all day or something like that's so production based, like I work, I work a very like production based day where numbers and time and like checklists matter and there's not a whole lot of time to like kind of think it also it's all just happening so quickly that you're in a state of I don't know if it's fight or flight but like my body feels like it's like it's like coursing with adrenaline all day and like mm -hmm. if somebody tries to interrupt me on a on a time like that I'm like I'm like a loaded I'm like a loaded gun so if I could take time during the day to like listen to music or do something creative then it really, uh, it levels me out and it makes me much more pleasant to work with because I can be quite the devil <laughs> um, when I'm like in super work mode, so. Yeah, I find, um, I find it a stress reliever as well. Interestingly, like, because one of the questions I have for you is like, what inspires you to be creative? And honestly, some of the times I'm most inspired are when I have strong emotions, whether those are good emotions, like I'm happy and I just want to like express that in some creative way, or if I'm feeling like angry or really upset. I also though find I want to be expressive in some way and I like look for a creative outlet in those moments. Yeah. Um, and I do find that like if it's a negative emotion that's kind of driven me to do something creative and in my example that I'm thinking in my head it's drawing um I do find that that's like really helpful for me as an outlet and then I can feel a little more even keeled afterward like I've I found some way to like it, you know get out some of that energy yeah I mean that's I think that's where a lot of good music comes from mm, a lot yes. of good writing you know people are people are probably not in their best like mood every time when they're doing that and those are the, that's like the best music to me <laughs> mm -hmm. a little dark do you have like i have songs that i listen to for when i'm in certain moods and i definitely listen to fleetwood max rumors album whenever i oh, yeah. am going through a breakup because that's those songs are just especially you can go your own way i mean that's just meant <laughs> just meant for me in a break, post-breakup state. Oh, I'm more of a Beyonce to the left kind of girl. Mm, I mean, another yeah. great option. <laughs> you can't go wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, dancing is another 
that is also like if I'm either in a really good mood or if I'm in, you know, again, like some sort of angry, high energy, but like frustrated type of mood, it I will choose different musical options for those different scenarios. But then, I, yeah, I'll often dance around my apartment or like pace around my apartment sometimes if it's more of a frustrated mood. But it does help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flailing on the floor. I've done that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe once or twice. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever flailed on a floor, but now I kind of want to try. Like the idea of... Sometimes I do see like the toddler in the supermarket when they just lay down the floor and they just like start crying and <laughs> lay out <laughs> like they're about to do a Sandman, <laughs> snowman, I mean, snowman in the uh, aisle. And I'm just like, yeah, or snow angel. That's what they are when they like move their arms. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that, that feels like I could really enjoy doing that myself once in a while. I mean, I sometimes I want to when the BOGO is gone. And that's what I came for. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, are you, are you serious? The blue light special ends in aisle five before you can make it to the checkout with your item. Oh, God. Fate oh. worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm taking a look at this list for why creativity is important. I'm just going to lay one or two more of these on you and, and get your thoughts. So uh, I found quite a few articles that mention that creativity helps boost your self-confidence. Do you notice a connection there? Boost your self-confidence. Um, I guess so. It's something, I mean, like the product of what you create can make you feel pretty good about yourself, proud of what you've done or... Yeah, I do think I do think there is something about especially if it's like, um, you know, you mentioned your photography and like going through all the pictures over the years and you can see the areas that you've improved in. And I think about that with my drawing. I only recently started, but even in the time span, um, you know, these couple of months, I could definitely see vast improvements before, you know, from when I first started to now. And that is a confidence boost. Um, it also says here that you tend to um, learn more about who you are as a person and how you relate to the world when you are engaging in creative activities. And the idea that when you know more about yourself, you know, you're better able to handle challenges in life and feel more self-confident about how you want to navigate life. So it also um, mentions that as a reason for it boosting self-confidence, which I can kind of say. Yeah. Everybody has like something they're good at or like something they're like a gift. Mm -hmm. And you should know what those things are. Like people should not have to tell you. Um, but you have to explore it, obviously. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's another thing it mentions is like it gets you out of your comfort zone and uh right if you are trying a bunch of creative endeavors to see what you like right you're trying all these new things which allows you to have a more open mind and also allows you to be not as afraid to fail so that was like some other points mm -hmm. of um why creativity is important i found yeah a, a friend of mine 
probably was very like into creative careers his whole life. Like he was a barber. Um, he used to go to like uh, nightclubs and he had like a dance squad. Like he just did that kind of stuff. And then he became like a family man and then went into banking and like did all the stuff that he just really didn't enjoy. And then he got divorced and now he's mm-hmm. pursuing acting. And he's like, in, I think he's in his 40s, but it's like, it, it's obviously something he's been lacking. And it's kind of, I think it's kind of cool to try something like that um, and take the risk. Yeah, no, I absolutely think so. And I feel like that story is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because of access to information and like people share their stories online now more so than ever. But I feel like if you go onto like YouTube or if you read any like blogs, there are so many people who left like their nine to five to to look for something that was like more, you know, fulfilling in a creative sense. Yeah, or it's like start their own business because they have something very specific that they feel strongly about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a big part of you and I keeping consistent despite having some hurdles with this podcast is we both like the creative outlet part of it. Yeah, that's a big, that's probably most of it for me. Like I, it's nice that people are listening and kind of getting to know more about me too, but um it's stress relieving for me Mm-hmm. yeah I agree and it again it's something where like if I were to go back and listen to our first episode which I don't love listening to ourselves it is hard for me to edit because I have to like listen back to everything I've said and I can mm-hmm. be a little harsh on myself and my judgments but if I go back to our very first episode to now there's like so much improvement in like the way we talk a little more naturally the way we you know, segue so smoothly now. No one ever notices an abrupt segue from us. <laughs> oh, man, we should do some some podcast tutorials for everybody else who's lost. <laughs> we could teach Joe Rogan a thing or two about how to make a podcast. I could teach Joe Rogan a thing or two about a lot of stuff. Well, that's actually 100% <laughs> true. That's There's more important things I would teach Joe Rogan if I had his listening ear but I don't I don't know if he listens much not to anyone uh but I digress (laughs) I digress um so what are some ways that you are like currently expressing yourselves or some things you like to do um I am doing more of my photography but like I've always focused on nature photography and um my sister-in-law asked me to do a photo shoot of something like like a sentimental moment I don't want to put it on blast here because I'm thinking she's saving this moment but sure yeah um I'd like to I think do more photography that captures people maybe and try that because I kind of wrote it off like I did some I did a wedding one time and the people were really hard to direct and I I'm a fan of that like candid photography that people are into mm-hmm. now yeah um, yeah so we'll see how it goes that's kind of my thing I'm looking forward to yeah no that's fun so I was at a wedding a few weeks ago um my friend Jared and they had photographers who did both you know like getting people together and taking a group shot but then also going around doing a lot of candid shots and more so than other weddings I've been at, I feel like they had a level of like candid photography going on. 
Um, but I found myself, I think because most weddings I've been to had a lot more of the like, okay, now you guys stand over here and get this group together. And now, you know, that I became like very aware that they were like <laughs> going around and taking snapshots. Yeah, yeah. I guess like a certain... It wasn't paranoia. It's not like I didn't want them taking pictures. But then when I realized they were taking pictures, I like froze up. And I'm like, how do I act natural? And it's like, oh, I'm ruining this for them. They're not going to have any pictures of me candid because I'm so like in my head the moment I notice them with their cameras. Yeah, it is hard. But like, I think that's why I originally wanted to go into journalism was I was into the photojournalism of it. Mm. And that was not like a program. It just wasn't. They're like either you're writing or you're not. But it gotcha. became it became something later. And yeah, because you have to tell the story with the picture. Very hard rule. Mm-hmm. Um, Photo yeah. news journalism is like incredible. Yeah. I mean, I can still picture in my head some covers that were like. National Geographic, like these award-winning covers um, or from certain like wars or conflicts where somebody is in like a really, you know, horrible area and they just like they capture some human element in that moment. And it's like that it's more than any like article could write up and like get you to feel. Yeah. I love it. Mm. I love that type of photography. Yeah. I mean, I'm always very impressed with um, when someone like really captures an emotion through a picture. Like I remember, I feel like one of the more famous ones, you probably know this. I couldn't even tell you. It's somewhere in Africa, though. I don't remember which country. And it was like a picture of a young boy who is starving to death. And Mm -hmm. um, there was like a, a vulture in the background. And he was not deceased yet. And the vulture, I don't. I don't know if they were just aware that people were dying in the area and he just happened to be hanging out, but it's like, it was so, it's such a powerful mm. image, right? To see a child. Um, yeah. And that like image always sticks on my mind as like the power yeah. of photojournalism. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad <laughs> I could really bring us down with that sad example. On a lighter note. <laughs> more everyday stuff for creativity it's like i'm trying to get my (laughs) i'm trying to get like my condo like looking a little bit more like me more creative but at the same time it's like it's kind of plain but i i feel like whatever i add to it is definitely something that i've thought of and i wanted to do and that's why i was watching fight club recently i was thinking about i sent you that meme with martha stewart but he was like you know (laughs) How all he does is like decorate his apartment. He goes to Ikea. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. But I mean, I, I got to start incorporating more like personalized things in here that feel more creative to me instead of just mm-hmm. like, it's been pretty plain in here for a long time. Oh, well, I got to tell you, uh, speaking of Fight Club, we are all women's softball team starts this week. We're playing in a co-ed league. Somehow we got teasing one of them that it's not actually a women's softball team. We're, we're really starting a women's fight club. And uh, we're just <laughs> going to surprise her on Friday and, you know, deck her and be like, hey, this is a women's <laughs> fight club. <laughs> is somebody going to yeah, turn out to be schizophrenic or what? 
no 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 <laughs> no one on the team is like that and we wouldn't really do it i forget how it got started but uh yeah we were like it'd actually be funny if we were doing a women's fight club instead of uh an all-women's softball team but the other thing i wanted to say about the redoing of your apartment that is actually something uh or your condo my apartment is what i was thinking i'm redoing mine as well i just mm-hmm. Ordered a couch. We'll see actually how quickly it gets here. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. And I ordered a couple of other things. Like I mentioned, the pictures I have that I need to hang. Because, uh, yeah, I working from home, I realized like every single day I spend hours here. And I just like don't feel motivated or inspired in this space. I don't like my couch. I've had it for quite a while. And it's just not... A style of couch I like or even comfort wise what I'm looking for um, so yeah that's one of the like creative things that I'm looking to do and that's like a it's not an ongoing thing that's more of like a short-term project because once I've got stuff updated you know I guess I can add to it once in a while and change things up but it's not so much like a skill I'm developing um, in that regard though I am going back I think this winter to do more drawing classes at the art center near me awesome and then you can hang those in your apartment yeah they do a figure class yeah and technically I can um take it because I've done introductory drawing but I I don't know I'm debating between doing like a 10-week course on still life and like really just getting better at that and then doing figure drawing I'm, I'm, I don't want to get into figure drawing too quickly is my concern. Like, I think I could improve my skill a lot more. But then again, maybe I just improve my skill doing figure drawing. I don't know. The, the possibilities are endless. I know. And I do have a couple months to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but on my own, I'm drawing more often. That's something... Some days I'm better at than others. I do like when I do a little drawing each day. Or like three or four times a week at, at a minimum. But if I get out of the routine of it, which I, I did get out of the routine recently with being sick. I haven't drawn for a few weeks. So I need to get back into it. Back to the drawing board, Liz? <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? But <laughs> I guess Ooh. I could, uh, you know, if I'm forcing you to upload your pictures, photography, photos to Instagram, I guess I could share some drawings to put up on instagram yeah you can you can send me a text message of a photo of your drawing (laughs) thank you for explaining to me how to make this happen (laughs) i needed that (laughs) sorry i've hung out with my mom this weekend (laughs) you know no but i also needed that for realsy Um, so I will text you and then you don't have to explain to me what you do because I don't need to know that I'll just say that the magic happens and then magically up on Instagram it's space it's fine (laughs) Uh, well before we close out how about any like unconventional creative outlets things that maybe you don't I guess think of as creative normally but but ways you make it creative i wouldn't say me but i know people use um gardening or uh 
holiday decoration stuff like that those are like huge outlets for people to be creative like especially now coming up with halloween like i know people can get pretty into um spooking up their place and i am a big appreciator of that because i like halloween and I don't have that creative side of me where I could think like something that dark and twisted and people can. And I like that. <laughs> mm, yeah. I I grew up with somebody who is dark and twisted around Halloween. We had, I've shared this, I think, on the podcast before. We, yeah. we were a little over the top with the Halloween decorations at the old mm-hmm. Hathaway household. Um, that was definitely one time a year where my mother's creativity shine brighter than no one else <laughs> than everyone else Wait. you know what i mean <laughs> I, I i appreciate that from her then very much so yeah. um i'm trying to think of unconventional ways because i like this question like what are some out of the box ways of which like you can bring creativity into your life um i think even just and I think the purpose is not necessarily to be creative, but I do think it works in this way. But like gamifying any habits or things that you do. So like when I've tried to develop a new habit, like get back in the routine of flossing my teeth every day, mm-hmm. I will make a little chart I put on my fridge like you do for a child and put little bright stars on every day I do it. But there is something about like gamifying it and bringing some creativity and fun to it that helps me to remember to do it and then just like helps it to become a habit cute gold gold star for you i used to also have this app i'm sure you can i i don't know at some point i got off of my phone but this app where you would track how much water you drink every day and as long as you're being consistent with drinking and tracking your water it had like a little plant avatar on the app that would grow with time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I had mine really big and then something happened. I think the plant died and that's when I got rid of the app. Like I forgot to track st- for a while. Stop drinking plant water. I don't know. I just yeah, I stopped drinking water for two weeks. It was That's <laughs> <I was> hospitalized. <laughs> yeah. Mine would be like um I would need like a toilet bowl for the amount of times I had to go and pee. That would that would be super motivating for me. Be like, man, she's going again. There's my creative mind. There we go. <laughs> they say that you see different solutions to problems when you use your creativity. So, you know, there yeah. you are. Yeah. Oh, well, I think on that note, always good to end on a toilet bowl reference. Uh, No higher note in the land. That's right. (laughs) See on the Wordle where we will be as creative as possible with five letters. Yes, I don't think I've done the Wordle today, so good reminder. I will see you on the Wordle in a couple of minutes and then in the morning as well. Okay, sounds good. All right, listeners, we'll catch you next week. See ya.